Welcome to the 438th episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant-Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney and I'm your host. I'm a plant-based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Welcome and thanks for listening. Well, this is the last podcast before Leadville, Silver Rush 50. Can always do more. I wish I would have done more. Training went almost good, um, except for a few stupid human tricks. Too much on the foot, but uh, a bit of a injury of my arch on my right foot and um, ankle for about a week, 10 days. Slowed my pace down. A little bit of travel and then throw in um, trying to do too much quad dominant exercises and now I have a little bit of SI joint irritation that has left me um, with a prolonged taper. I can walk uphill. Uh, I can walk uphill and that's what I've been doing two miles at a time uh, as fast as I can. I can even jog a little bit uphill but um, I'm really taking it easy trying to get to the start line um, intact and hoping that my low back is getting better, hoping that it's going to hold out for the 50 miles. So with all the other unknowns, I've added a couple new unknowns. So I um, think I have nutrition planned out fairly good um, until it deteriorates. Um, then we'll go with what we've got, go with what I know, but I'm going to do about half uh, liquid nutrition and about half um, bars and maybe solid food and a few gels. I'm going to try not to burn out on gels in the beginning. So we'll see. Last year we got to Leadville at 12,000 feet and noticed the elevation um, when we went out for our shakeout run. We were also just getting over our second round of COVID, so I'm going to hope that we were fatigued from having a viral illness anyway. So uh, maybe the altitude won't be quite as noticeable. I don't know, but uh, most likely it will be. One of my favorite inspirational young ultra runners, Courtney DeWalter, um, she talks about going into the pain cave and seeing how much she can tolerate it. So uh, she runs with a big wide smile and enjoys every step. So I'm going to try to emulate her during the race and we'll see what happens. So um, my final taper is basically these two mile hill runs after walking our new dog 3-0. <laughs> So my mom named our new German Shepherd uh, 3-0 after Steph Curry, 30. Um, so he's not Theo, but he's 3-0. And uh, he's starting to make himself home at home here, uh, but he's still learning the ways of sharing and cats and other things. So as they say, complication is the key. But we feel that uh, we rescued him from a bad situation. He was uh, original, his original owners were some older people that didn't make him feel at home. And then he was uh, in with uh, just a bunch of other dogs uh, at the breeders. So he got some obedience training, but not a whole lot of special attention. Um, so, but he's doing really good. He's walking on a leash and uh, he's gone to Lowe's. And so, um, again, We'll see how things go. I came across an article that was published in I Run Far by Sabrina Little, who is a philosophy professor and ultra runner. And she talks a lot about virtue and uh, virtue in sport and how sport relates to life. And I 
looked at her article and some of the things that she pointed out, and I'd like to try to apply them to plant-based nutrition, health span, um, focusing more on health and, you know, and change in general. She started by talking about uh, some virtues, and one of the virtues was patience. And that certainly applies to change in lifestyle and uh, nutrition. Most people have gained weight over years, but they like to lose it over days. And, you know, a pound a week weight loss can be very, very difficult week after week if you have to lose uh, a pound. And patience is, is difficult for a lot of us. Um, I don't think it's one of my thing. It was one of the things, the virtues that I probably struggle with, uh, uh, probably most. You'd like to have things, you know, go your way and go your way when, when you want them to. And it's, patience is taking a step at a time, uh, looking at the short goals uh, rather than the long goal of having to completely normalize cholesterol or completely normalize weight or reverse cancer or reverse heart disease. It's, you know, what you can do in day to day and focusing on the little goals. Along with that is perseverance. You know, nothing happens in a straight line. Um, I injured my back. I've injured my back before. Thank goodness it's not near as what it has been in the past. And when I say back, it's some, you know, nerves out of balance, my lower, lower back and SI joint or whatever. But um, it never gets better, like every day is a little bit better and then it magically goes away. Plantar fasciitis never just gets a little better every day and then goes away. It starts, you know, one day's better, one day's worse. Or you think it's getting better and you tweak something, you know, tweak something to make it worse. So um, we have to get used to ups and downs and, and you hope for a net gain over time. But sometimes you, you know, you have setbacks. Uh, I'd like for my training to go completely as planned, but life gets in the way. I'm not a professional athlete. Um, there's injuries, there's other things in life that takes precedence, and um, you go with what you got and try to enjoy each day and you know, continue with your eye on the ball as far as what your goal, what you'd like your goal to be, and you do the best you can. I had a discussion with a lady in the office, and it's like at the end of the day, you'd like to look back and say, I gave it my all, I did the best I can, so whatever the outcome is, I'm, I'm okay with it because I, I did the best that I could with the effort that I gave and the time that I had. Everybody realizes that to change to a plant-based diet requires courage. Um, courage to answer those million questions on where do you get your protein, where do you get your calcium. Um, I again heard Jane Esselstyn say, I thought it was a great quote the other day. She said, you know, once you say you're plant-based, everybody, all your friends, all, uh, all of a sudden have a biochemistry PhD. Um, it's like that with anything. You know, if you go golfing and you're struggling, there's always somebody that's willing to tell you what you're doing wrong. We all like to tell other people what they're doing wrong. And it takes it away from us. We don't have to look at ourselves if we can uh, look at other people and tell them what they're doing wrong. So it certainly takes courage to, to you know, keep at it um, despite doubters, despite people trying to derail you, um, despite not knowing the outcome. Um, I know people will say, you know, if I give up these things that I really like and in the end it didn't make a difference, you know, will I be disappointed? I don't think that's, I don't think that's the case, especially if you can do it for a little while, you realize that you feel so much better. 
I even heard uh, some people talking on another running podcast about uh, they tried 10 days of eating better and they felt so much better and they wished they could continue eating better, uh, meaning getting rid of processed foods and simple, simple sugars and things. So I don't, I don't doubt that anybody uh, doesn't feel better eliminating bad foods. And in the end, I don't know that a little short dopamine spike for, you know, a couple minutes really adds that much quality to one's life over time. So in the end, I think um, the changes that you can make to make yourself feel better are certainly going to outweigh those little bumps of, um, you know, quick satisfaction, so to be. We find in our practice that accountability is a, another virtue that uh, is quite helpful in getting to one's goals. Weight Watchers has done it for years. You know, when you check in and you have to get on the scale, that certainly helps. Uh, you know you're going to have to go way in. Um, we have people um, text us with their glucoses. The people that text us with their glucose or their workout are more likely to do them than, than not. Um, it's just having a little bit of accountability accountability partners uh, you got to be you got they're good but you, you have to you have to pick the right partner if you're picking an accountability partner because you want to help them um, and again take, take the focus off of you but try to fix somebody else it's probably not going to work so you you each have to be dedicated to uh, the commitment and you have to have a good long honest talk um, with that accountability partner so to speak um, that you're going to you know, do your workout or do your uh, nutrition changes as planned. In our practice, we also, um, uh, you know, have new in-house nutrition classes and Facebook groups. And so it, it, it lets people talk and uh, not necessarily accountable to each other, but they, they ask questions and share ideas that, that help people be accountable. I find that it helps me be accountable when I keep a calendar. So... Uh, with my Garmin watch, it uploads to Garmin Connect so I can see, see the workouts that I push start uh, for, you know, um, but I don't, uh, I don't log on my Garmin treadmill workouts and I don't log weight workouts on Garmin. So I, I have a calendar in my bathroom that I write what I do and I like to see the calendar filled in. I don't like empty holes uh, over time. So that helps me to keep accountable to myself. The practice keeps me accountable. Um, you know, I think that uh, it would be crazy to go to a doctor that wasn't healthy. It'd be crazy to go to a cardiologist that had stents, um, you know, because I think they're preventable. So um, it doesn't mean I can't get injured. Uh, so if you're, I guess, if you have back pain, you, you might want to avoid me because, uh, you know, I, I sometimes get, get back pain. But the best part about me getting injured is I try to figure out why and to learn from other people so I can pass that information forward. Um, so sometimes what I do to myself is not what I recommend for others, uh, but it helps me to help others. And, you know, that leads to my next one is practical wisdom. Um, I think that, you know, uh, the more podcasts that you can listen to, the more books you can read, documentaries, you get some practical wisdom on how to go about shopping, how to go about reading labels, um, how to cook different ways, and you become more comfortable menu planning. Uh, we do a lot of that in the practice. Addie Meinrich, our dietitian, you know, helps people to do those things. But you kind of have to drive the bus. Uh, you have to drive the car in order to learn how to get somewhere. So menu planning, you have to do it. If we don't give people just here, eat this, eat that for the most part, because then they can't figure out what to do um, and they can't troubleshoot. So 
gaining practical well, wisdom is being able to do things when it's, there's no pressure and then to learn to do the new things when there is pressure. So the more you practice things at home, the more likely you'll be able to go out to dinner or travel and, and, and eat well, as opposed to fold because you're, you're not used to eating that way at home. And, and that's what, exactly what we see. People that can't find things to eat um, are usually the ones that don't find things to eat at home as well. The other thing that practical wisdom comes in is believing in what you're doing. I believe that plant-based nutrition and exercise will prevent um, cardiovascular disease and reverse cardiovascular disease and certainly heart attacks, strokes, death, and so forth. Um, I believe in it so much that I don't feel the need to keep checking people all the time. Um, some people need a scan to, you know, to make sure they're healthy. I have confidence that people are healthy. Uh, if there's a question, then certainly we look into things. But uh, for the most part, I, I think it's, it's good to assume that you're healthy until you have something that's troubling, and then you know, we can troubleshoot together. So what about the other end uh, of the spectrum, uh, the opposite to virtues? Um, uh, something that in, in performance impediment, so to speak. Um, when she talked, she talked about envy in racing, um, that, you know, when people get on the start line and, you know, they think other people are better than them, uh, maybe they uh, are glad if they have a cold or their ankles twisted or they have a bad day. Um, it, it doesn't reflect back um, in a positive way and, and often doesn't do um, anything for your performance. So wishing others or being envious of others doesn't really help you in your life goals. So um, if someone recovers better than you do uh, from an illness or an accident, being envious of why did, why did they get better and I didn't um, won't do much to help you out. And your perception might not be correct anyway. Um, you know, I think a lot of things that we think other people have it so much easier than we do, but we don't know um, the whole story. And you never know the whole story. And you never know what exactly somebody else is going through. So don't ever take that um, as a, um, or feel bad because you're not doing as well as you perceive others are doing. Everybody struggles. We see that in class sometimes. People don't want to come to nutrition class because they presume that everybody else is doing so well. But the reality of it is everybody struggles. Um, we have people that, you know, we had a shopping class and only one person showed up because everybody assumes that they're perfect at shopping. But I know that people aren't perfect in their nutrition. They're not attaining their goals. So they probably did have something to learn. Um, but they don't want to, you know, they don't feel comfortable and expressing that they don't understand or they don't know for sure. And then of course, impatience, uh, opposite of patience, you know, you quit after a few days, it didn't go, the yo-yo dieting. Um, sometimes people look at weight loss as a temporary problem, but the reality of it is it's, it's a lifelong problem for most people. Um, if you uh, overindulge in, um, things, you'll probably over want to, you never get rid of that, um, sense that, you know, you want to eat the whole sleeve of Oreos, not just one. Um, it's just, just, just how it is. And you have to deal with what you've got. Um, 
My uncle uh, once told me that he had quit smoking a long time ago, but he always had the urge for a cigarette. He always liked the way it smelled. He, he never got over it. He didn't smoke, but he never got over the fact that he really liked to, but he knew it wasn't good for him. And he, you know, he made a fence around it and he didn't do it anymore. Uh, my dad was the same way with pie. You know, he, he loved pie. He would eat all this. And I've said this before on the podcast, I'm sure that, you know, he finally put a, he's like, I've had enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. And then irresolution, again, you know, if you're not sure that plant-based nutrition is really going to work, um, then it's a good reason to have an excuse not to do it. Um, so a lot of people will say, you know, um, it doesn't really work for me, um, or I make it up my own. Again, I heard people talking about different nutrition plans, so it was a running podcast, and so they uh, segue into nutrition and someone was trying to eat, you know, that clean word so that they were eating more of a low carb diet and they weren't eating, um, starches, which they referred to as pastas and grains, so, but they were eating some vegetables, but they weren't supposed to eat those vegetables, but you can almost, you can eat some beans, but it's not really frowned upon as long as you don't eat too many beans. And you probably can drink alcohol, but not beer because beer is a carbohydrate, but hard liquors, not a carbohydrate. So, you know, there are nutrition plans and then there's people's interpretation of nutrition plans and, and the rules that they put into place that make things okay for them. And of course, then there's the proverbial cheat day. Um, there was a, a book at one point, Body for Life, I think it was. And so you did, um, you picked from each column so many days and then on the seventh day or whatever day you chose, you could have a cheat day. And the cheat day could be anything. And most people ended up uh, cheating so bad on the cheat day that they never made any progress on the other days. So they took what was supposed to be, you know, maybe have one thing um, that was not on the plan to everything that wasn't on the plan. So, you know, again, interpretation becomes, makes things very great. That's why plant-based nutrition is probably one of the easiest ways to eat if you think about it, because we're going to eat plants, we're going to eat grains, we're going to eat potatoes, and there's certain things we're not going to eat. Uh, we're not going to eat animal products. So anything that comes from an animal is off the table. We're not going to eat processed oil. Good. That's off the table. Um, and so you know where you stand. When you look at the back of a label, there's a trick. Um, if you look at the nutrition profile, the last, the, the last line of the ingredient list is a bold a bold. Um, letters and it has to the bold has to be if there's soy if there's wheat if there's dairy if there's eggs it has to be in bold so it's really easy to look in the, those ingredients and that one line is going to be there um, i showed an example in class today of this vodka sauce that was in our grocery store that had not only uh, tons of oil in it it was like 75 percent it was a vodka sauce, which you would think is a pasta sauce, but it was like 75% fat once you had Parmesan cheese, you had milk, and then there was even sheep's milk in there. I don't know how that happens, but, um, you know, so there's so many ingredients, but the last, you know, the last line was contains milk. Um, so often we turn a blind, blind eye to some of those things. Um, you know, when we, and that comes to, um, intemperance, in you know, or binging. Um, you know, we do so well that we need a reward. You know, you run a race, you need a reward. You 
Um, lose five pounds, you need a reward. You got through something, you need a reward. And typically it's food and it starts to be a reward for just waking up in the morning. And, you know, so the, the rules keep changing. The other thing that I don't know how you get around is the pride aspect of, um, I deserve to eat what I want. Um, I've worked hard. I deserved it. I didn't have this. So you justify your, you know, you're above the law, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, restrictions in nutrition of any, any type. Um, and when people have that feeling, it, it's very difficult to, because everything is then looked through the eye of, well, I deserve this. And now it's being taken away from me. I can't have this. I can't have that. Uh, I'm being forced to. And that's never good because you're never, you can only be held, your feet held to the fire for such a period of time. You have to actually want to. Uh, and you have to have your reasoning why you actually want to. So, um, you know, people say that I deserve to eat what I want and I don't care. You got to die of something. That never really works out because um, you don't get to choose how things end up for the most part. Um, you know, people have procedures and have illnesses and one thing leads to another. And it's, you can be very brave when you, when you aren't sick. But when you are sick, then all of a sudden um, you, you might be willing to do just about anything for a chance to regain your health. I'm going to say you might be willing to do anything to regain your health, but consider nutrition as part of that. I think that people are shocked that when they finally change their nutrition or they finally start to do something different that's not the standard of, you know, being something done to you, um, that they can actually make a positive in their own health by things that they choose to do or quit, choose to quit doing. So, um, you know, don't, don't leave that out. No one has ever got ill eating greens. Um, I guess maybe if you eat a lot of spinach, you could get a calcium, you could get a kidney stone uh, if you're uh, subject to kidney stones. But uh, for the most part, uh, antioxidants from fruits and vegetables uh, are going to probably never hurt you. The other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is, you know, the thought, again, if you need to lose 30 pounds and you lose your 30 pounds, then you can get off your diet, uh, so to speak, or you don't have to be as strict. Um, and I think that's not correct. Um, I think that you always have to pay attention to detail. The sicker you are, the more, obviously, attention you have to pay to detail. And it's you that have to pay attention to detail, not other people around you. But as a follow-up antidote to my uh, fruitarian older gentleman that reversed his um, numbers as far as his diabetes and his uh, coronary artery disease and uh, got off his medication, when he traveled... Um, he got into a bad situation. He got ill, um, you know, caught an infection. He's older um, because he is older and his immune system is not that of a 16-year-old. And his nutrition wasn't as good when he was in a foreign country. So he actually went back into heart failure. So it's not, you know, when we change our nutrition and everything gets better, it doesn't mean that it's going to psych, you know, it's, you get to go back to what you were doing and everything's going to be okay. Uh, we never really get to turn the clock back to, you know, age 10 when our garages are empty and we can do anything we want. Uh, sometimes people can get healthy enough that they can stray a little bit, but the unfortunate part is when they stray a little bit, it tends to lead to straying a lot and then, you know, not paying attention again. So it's easier to kind of stay the course than to, to venture off the course. But 
with diabetes, as long as you're eating plant-based and whole foods and you're off your insulin, you're going to be okay. If you resume the pies and cakes and candies and high oily foods that you did before, the diabetes, the glucose will go up again. Um, your, your body is, is, you know, the damage has been done. The mitochondria are such that, you know, you can't process things. You just can't do it. I know I can't eat oil. Uh, I'll get terrible indigestion. There's nothing that's going to cure me. No matter how many years I avoid, avoid oils, it's, it's never going to be that I don't get indigestion from eating those things. I'm never going to be able to eat what I want because I'll get diabetes. If my, uh, again, I fight the fight to keep my mitochondria, to keep my metabolism going. If I don't pay attention to details, I will go down that slippery slope uh, of my family members that have diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So it's just a fact that that's the way it is. And, and how can I make the best of what it, what that I'm doing? How can I make it, uh, presentable, taste good? Um, you know, wide choices, learn to like them. Uh, again, I alluded earlier on to Courtney DeWalter and running, you know, a hundred miles at a blazing pace and, um, you know, going into the pain cave, not knowing what to expect because every race is different, but, um, she was willing to, you know, see, she wanted to push her body to see what she could endure and, you know, how she could sustain this and, you know, and she's altered her races and changed things. And, but again, um, just because she did one race good doesn't mean that she can let her guard down and not pay attention to the, to the, the next race. So, um, we're never really free of, we never turn the clock back to, we can do anything we want without consequence. Uh, that's something we imagined. Um, it's kind of funny because, you know, little kids say, when I grow up, I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, and I guess some of those little kids do grow up and do what they want to do, but it didn't help them then. And it's probably not helping them now. And the last thing I want to talk about that's in the news is malaria. And uh, because of COVID, we all know what hydroxychloroquine is. So that's one of the treatments for malaria. The funny thing is that um, the excitement is over five cases, four of which are in Sarasota County, Florida, just about 40 minutes up the road. Don't know much of the details other than the cases in Sarasota. People got better with treatment. Um, but everybody's up in arms with five cases in the, in, in the entire United States. And I got to tell you, I go outside in the morning and the evening and we have all kinds of mosquitoes. I live on uh, mangroves that go out to the water and I have to go out in the morning. One, I run in the morning and I take my dogs out in the morning. I take my dogs out in the evening. I mean, uh, I, I use Wonderside natural spray. Um, I put that on the dogs as well. I, you know, but I'm exposed to mosquitoes. And, you know, when I heard that, it's like, geez, you know, I get bit every evening. Uh, am I going to get malaria? Should I watch for symptoms and signs? And it's easy to get excited about something like that. It's kind of scary. Um, it's a bad disease if you get it. Um, but it's extremely rare. It's like uh, seeing a bear when I go outside. Um, on the other hand, if I were to go to uh, a restaurant every night and gain 20 pounds, I'm going to get diabetes. And people aren't afraid of getting diabetes from eating terrible foods. They're not afraid of heart attacks. They're not afraid of bypasses. And they're happening every day to people. Thousands of people are dying from cardiovascular disease, and the news never talks about it. The news never talks about diabetes. It said, you know, they'll say that people are getting heavier, uh, but you know, and, and, and obesity is now a disease and it's affecting everybody and we need to take a pill. 
but it doesn't, you know, but it, th that's about as far as it goes. Uh, not what we have to do to prevent it in the first place or that there is even a prevention. So we have a better chance at avoiding diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and most cancers by what we eat. And those things are probably guaranteed to kill most of us. Then we, you know, it's hard to pick, pick the mosquito that actually has malaria that's going to beat you or that's going to get you and cause you to get uh, malaria, I should say. So in Kenya, there are 3.5 million cases of malaria each year, 10,700 deaths each year. But they go on about their lives um, and they have other things that they have to worry about. So, you know, I think putting things in perspective, uh, again, is, is my final thought that, um, yeah, there are things that could kill us. Uh, we could walk out in front of a car, you know, uh, probably a lot higher chance of dying from getting hit by a car running than certainly getting bit by a malaria infested mosquito. But, um, you know, we have to pick what we worry about. And again, I think it's deflection. So if we think about malaria, we don't have to think about diabetes or we don't have to think about not eating, um, you know, fatty foods or so forth. So, that, um, so anyway, I'm off to Leadville next week. I hope you have a nice 4th of July. Um, you know, picnics are easy being plant-based. You have cowboy caviar and pasta salads and potato salads made plant-based. You can see tan ribs, jackfruit burgers, bean burgers, um, lentil loaves, all kinds of things that you can make. Crab cakes out of tofu, uh, all, all different kinds of things that you can make. Baked beans, um, apple crumble, mango crumble, blueberry crumble, blueberry muffins, watermelon season, one of my favorites. Mango season's here. I'm trying to find Florida mangoes. They're, drift, they're, they're dropping in slowly this year because our trees didn't produce, but nevertheless. So enjoy the fruits of the season. Corn on the cob. Uh, you know, make your potatoes, um, you know, either in the air fryer with just season and dip them in, uh, some nut milk and then season them and put them in the air fryer. Uh, and you can enjoy a 4th of July barbecue as, as good as anybody. Um, and I forgot soy curl. Soy curl barbecue is always a good thing too. So enjoy your 4th of July picnics. Um, get out and move and... I will be heading to Colorado to the cooler temperatures for a while, and I'll look forward to giving a race report, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and uh, what we can do better, perhaps. So thanks for listening.